The following podcast contains language that may not be suitable for young listeners. Listener discretion is advised as this podcast is rated R. No ifs, ands, or buts. Welcome to another edition of Two From Hell Movie Podcast. I'm Anthony T. And I'm director Andrew Duran. What's going on? Nothing much. You? I'm very busy, man. Um, bunch of shit happening. Been working hard on my, uh, you know, upcoming project. And yeah, man, that's about it. Same thing. Pretty much been busy. Finally got done the... Best of 2022 episodes on my solo podcast, mm. which you can find on Film Arcade Media's official YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Film Arcade Media, which you can also find this podcast on, too. Oh, that's right. We are on YouTube now. Yeah, And I'm adding more stuff to the channel, which I'll talk about later at the end of the podcast. Yes, sir. Sounds good, my man. Let's start off with probably one of the most anticipated films of 2023, Scream 6. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, it is a very anticipated film of um, this year, isn't it? Yes, it is. Besides that, I mean, The Exorcist is coming out this year, and that's pretty good. I know. It, it, everything has been about The Exorcist with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, well, everybody, you know, everybody that knows me, they know my story. Like, that's, you know, the first movie I've seen. So I am very excited, uh, more than I am nervous at this point about that, and... I am just dying to get fucking something from the exes. I just want to post it. Just tease me, you know? I watch um, uh, uh, Sean Clark and Chris Nelson's podcast, and um, Christopher Nelson, you know, FX guy, amazing. He was wearing an Exorcist cast crew t-shirt, and it was fucking, it got me really excited, and I want to see more stuff. Yeah, The thing with the Exorcist is... I don't know if I can trust David Gordon Green anymore. I don't know. I'm, I'm really hoping. I mean, I, he, I I love the casting announcements that we've gotten so far. Um, so, I mean, that's something to be excited for. It's just that with The Exorcist, that's usually when, when it comes to franchises for me, has not had a good track record. Mm. The first one was good. And the others really were meh. Yeah, they kind of fall flat. Right? The first one is amazing. So, and this is like like how we did Halloween. It's a direct sequel to um the original. So, yeah, buckle so, up. Here we go. Yep, it's gonna be interesting. Anyway, that we sh- fucking totally straight from topic there. Um, all right, Scream Six. That's uh. When does that... That comes out next month? Next month, yes. Oh, close. Actually, a couple of weeks. I think March 12th, if um, my memory serves correctly. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're at the fucking end of February. Ugh. It's fucking year. Flying by. Yeah. Already two months in. Yeah, two months in. It's already going to be the longest Scream film. And it is March 10th. March tenth. Do we have? What is is there a running time? Two hours and three minutes. 
two hours and three minutes? Yes. Wow. Longest in the franchise. Holy shit. Uh, maybe they get stuck in New York traffic? I, I don't know. Yeah, but this, this is going to be a very interesting film. Because we're going to be in New York City. New York. And so the like, last time a horror franchise went to New York City, <laughs> it didn't end so well. Uh, Jason takes Manhattan. Um, now we barely things. got New York City. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, but thankfully, it looks like we're going to be in New York City for the entire film. All the all the trailers and stuff, I it, they have it has my attention. It looks fucking amazing. I, I think the kill is nice and brutal. So, I say yeah. I mean, I mean it gets you know they just start like I understand like I I get into this. I mean like I said I'm a filmmaker, so like I just I don't know. They they just keep milking the cow. I mean, will this be the last scream or will they do Scream Seven? Will they? I don't. We'll go all the way up to fucking Scream 24. Well, we're already at Soar, what, 10? 11? Yeah. yeah. Yep. But really, the trailers really look good. It does. It really does. Film. I love the convenience store uh, part in the beginning. The convenience store, this whole room with all the... Ghostface stuff, yeah. Yeah, it looks like we may get maybe more than two killers in this film. Be pretty fucking awesome. Now, I don't know if I went into this on the podcast. Yeah. But I really think <laughs> we may be getting some sort of cult of ghosts to face here. We're in New York City. New York. That, um... That would actually be really cool. I wouldn't hate that. Um, because uh, I remember months back, Radio Silence in an interview teased this all-or-nothing approach to the next film. Hmm. That would be interesting, a gambling approach. Having multiple ghost faces. Like a bunch of them? Yeah, a bunch of them, yeah. The cult of Ghostface. It would be different. Yeah, I mean, I would like, I think it'd be cool. I mean, it, it kind of, like, when you look at the subway scene, that's kind of what I thought of, like, something similar to that. Like, oh, is there a lot of um, Ghostface in this? Because, I mean, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah. And it kind of feels that way. It does, and I love the way they've been teasing this film. The, have you seen the posters for this film? I have. It's just great marketing. Yeah, yeah. The subway poster, the Times Square poster. Yep. It's just great marketing. It really screams, you want to go see this film so badly. Um... What I've learned recently, um, marketing is fucking very important for filmmaking because, and a lot of people don't do it, which is, I'm like, I don't understand why, because it gets everybody super interested and they're like, oh, I gotta go see this fucking movie when it comes out. Because even before the movie comes out, there's so much hype around it. Yeah, that's why I believe in, like, with these independent filmmakers, they be, should be using Facebook... Instagram to track the process of their films. Because to get their fans hyped up for it. Right. There's also some more Scream 6 news. Scream 6 news. Singer Demi Lovato will have the theme song for Scream 6. As she's doing a song called Still Alive. Hmm. Now, the title's still alive. And I know I went into that on my podcast. Makes me wonder, does ghost, a ghost face survive this film? Uh. That sounds like, sounds like it. 
It could be a possibility. Um, or it could be, be just the generic thing, but if you're titling your theme song Still Alive, Still Alive, it makes you wonder if the villain survives the film. I mean, it's a screen film. Um, I don't know. I, I am very interested in it and like you said they are fucking killing it with the promotions and um i don't know i'm i just i really can't wait to go see it i am fucking excited and i want to see what happens i know i ain't gonna get my wish but whatever then afterwards you can go grab your own stabby meal at mcdonald's yes (laughs) i sent you that link (laughs) yeah yeah I could not believe it when I first read this. Now, for years, we've had, like, some people, like, do some art with your favorite horror film in a Happy Meal box. Remember those? Yeah, yep. Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, those big franchises. Now we have an actual horror film getting its own Happy Meal. It's called the Stabby Mail. The Stabby Mail. The Stabby Mail. Welcome to 2023. <laughs> they, hey, uh, they were also showing, I don't know what theater is going to be um, selling them when it comes out, but they also had these like very badass popcorn buckets. I don't mm, know. I've heard about that too. Yeah, it's like a, um, it's like a little bust of Ghostface. It's, it's kind of cool um, when I go see it. I hope they have them, because I will most likely grab one. Yeah, and also the film we forgot to mention will be in 3D as well. Really? Yeah. First I one. I think that's the first one in the franchise that's in 3D. I didn't know it was going to be in 3D. Yeah. I, didn't, I did not know that. I thought they... I can't remember the last movie that I went and seen in 3D. Jeez. It's going to be in 3D. I I was shocked when I read that. 3D, huh? Yeah, I was shocked. Huh. Well, that could be interesting. Yeah, it could be interesting, yeah. Now I'm trying to think whether I I get to go see it regular or in 3D. I don't know. Because, I mean, they're two totally different experiences. True. I'm probably going to go see it in 2D. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be the best bet because 3D is a very different experience. And um, if you really want to, you know, watch the movie and like 3D is good to go see it a second time in 3D. Um, but I'm probably going to go see it regular, um, watch it and enjoy it. And then if I really like it a lot, then I'll go see it again in 3D. I'll probably watch it in 2D because it's cheaper. Yeah. They, I forgot they do they do charge up for three D films, huh? Yes, yeah, so that's probably why I'm probably watching it in two D. Yeah, I'll fucking blame you. Everything's expensive. That's why, if I get a chance to watch Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumanium, I'll watch it in two D. Yes. Now I know you sent me. Um, when you were sending me the breakdown, you said, um, I know what you did last summer reboot, which I haven't heard much about. I've seen very minimal of that. It's happening. Yeah. I, I, so I've heard that. Like, uh, I don't know if we've, uh, have you seen anything more than what I've just seen it? I really haven't heard anything much about it. Um, I was kind of shocked when they were like, Oh, they're really remaking that. Okay. No, they're rebooting it. Yeah. There's a lot of talk about it. This broke like a couple weeks ago on Deadline.com. Mm. And that's usually one of the trade papers for Hollywood. Both uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Prince Jr. are in talks to return for this reboot. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. It's like when I first heard about it, my thoughts are. What the fuck? Okay. Really? Yeah, odd. I um, I don't 
consider this film a major slasher film. Because the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s didn't provide many major slasher films. Right. And I really don't know if you would call I Know What You Did Last Summer a major slasher film. Uh, if it's the 90s slasher films in that time period, but I don't see any major people at conventions for that film. I don't think I've ever seen anyone at a convention for that movie. Or its sequel, that ma- for that matter. Uh-huh. So... Weird. I don't think it's a major, major film. There wasn't any major slasher films in the late 1990s, early 2000s, with the exception of Scream, of course. Yeah, which is, you know, still doing well because we're still still on it with them. And and the original film that's held up all these years. Yeah, uh, I... When... I seen that. I know what you did last summer was getting a reboot. I was like, hmm, really forgot about that movie until someone mentioned it. Yeah, it's like, it's like, I don't know why that's getting a reboot because I don't hear people talking about this film. No, I actually forgot about the movie. So you know, when I when I was reading the um the sheet that you sent me, I was like, huh, I did see that, and I'm like, fucking pretty interesting because. I don't know. Um, it's like a reboot sequel, but still. Is why? it going to be like in theaters or like. In theaters, I, probably. Weird. It's like, I don't think we need another I Know What You Did Last Summer film. I think we've ran that series to the ground with the second yeah. one. Uh, I agree. Did they give a director for it yet? Jennifer Kate. Tim Robinson is directing. Huh. Yeah, never. Well, Let me find out. It's like, I've never heard of her. Yeah, I don't know. So they're going to take a movie that... I mean, if you're going to take a movie that was, you know, a movie from the 90s that people kind of forgot about, I mean, you might as well give it to a a newer director, I respect that because you don't want I mean, it just doesn't seem like a movie that you would give to like a director that's booming right now because it's I know what you did last summer uh, She did a film for Netflix called Strangers 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 Um I don't think I've seen it and pretty much, I think, done a couple of Netflix films. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, all right. So maybe this could be a big break for her. That'd be awesome. Um, still, it's, I know what you did last summer. I mean, if I'll, I'll see. I, I don't know if I'd go to um, the theaters to see it. I'd probably wait till it streams, but I don't know. It depends. I'll wait to see what word of mouth is before. Yeah, exactly. Because I remember, like, so when the movie got mentioned, I was like, oh, I do remember, you know, watching I Know What You Did Last Summer, and I remember liking I Know What You Did Last Summer. I just forgot about it, so it didn't have, like, such a huge impact. Mm-hmm. So to do a re- uh, reboot... Or a, re- like, or a sequel, yeah. Eh. Do we need it? No. Are we going to have it? I guess. I guess. I guess. It's in deadline. I guess. I mean, well, you know, they give everybody a chance. It'll be interesting to see if they do a sequel or just reboot it. I don't know. Uh, Like I said, I'll give it a chance. I give everything a chance, so. I know you'll give this next film a chance. Oh, uh, not only am I going to give this next film a chance, but I am fucking pumped for this next movie this one okay besides the exorcist that i keep 
fucking fluffing. And I will fucking plug The Exorcist until I get a fucking poster. Until I get something that fucking holds me over. Until I get a fucking trailer. Then I'm going to get the fucking trailer. I'm going to watch the fucking trailer multiple fucking times. And then I'm going to pick the fucking trailer apart. I'm going to find something. I'm going to bitch about it. I'm going to go back and I'm going to tell you how much I don't like this. And how much I fucking love it. And I'm excited for the movie. That's what I'm going to do. This movie that you're talking about, the new Children of the Corn, oh boy, do you have my fucking attention. Do you have my full, undivided attention? I seen the trailer, and I was like, hmm, another Children of the Corn. Okay, well, I've heard about it. I was like, all right, let's 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 check out the trailer. Oh, cool. Holy shit. Well, this is fucking awesome. And now I can't wait. This is a movie I'm going to go see in the movies when it comes out, along with the new Evil Dead. That's if it hits theaters here in the Rhode Island area. Well, I fucking hope it does. Because this is an independent film. Well, I really hope it does. Um, It'll be on Shudder, at least. When? Did they say? Did they give us a date? Because I did see the Shudder. Um... I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. But it will be at least on Shutter if you can't see it in theaters. Hmm. My guess is like a month after its release. Well, hopefully. I mean, I would I would even go... I really hope... We don't really get much around here, and we've talked about this, so it'd fucking bum me out if we don't get it. But if we do get it, I'm going. you either get it... Either in Providence, you'll probably get it in Providence if you get it at all. Yeah. It'll be either at playing for one week or one day. That's how theaters work in Providence. Yeah. One day only. Yes. Fuck you. One day only. Let it fucking play. But if it's coming out on Shutter shortly after, um, I, I just don't know. You could be right with a month. They did that recently with a, um, another movie. I just don't Shrink remember. Shrinker Marink. Yeah, there you go. Which I'll talk about later. They um. So yeah, I mean, I'm very excited for it. I think it looks good. Uh, very gory. Pretty fucking awesome. Now this film, uh, I don't know what to read on this film. I'm. On the opposite side of you on this trailer. Ooh. I was... I don't... Wasn't blown away by it. I just wasn't. Not saying it might be a good film. I will still see the film since it's on Shudder. Yeah. But... I was not hugely impressed like you are. Hmm. And they've tried to do this with Children of the Corn remakes. Yep. And Children of the Corn usually never works with me. Maybe it is because I'm not into folk horror as much. Yeah. Yeah, that could that could be the the the, the problem. So I will see this film. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, And I've seen some good folk horror films, but hmm. I'm not huge into this. I thought the original was good. Yeah. It's not like I was super excited, but the original was a good film. Yeah. It, it, the it, sequel it, it, I like probably better than the original. Mm. The third one sucked, and I gave up on the series then. Yeah. I mean, they did start to get, like, in in the original line, they did start to get a little fucking bonkers with, like, some of the sequels, but um, I love the original. Um, I, it's one of the movies that I hold, one of the many movies that I hold near and dear to my heart, um, and th- that's one of them. So, like, you know, the, the, the same thing the same part of me that's like, oh, I hope, you know, this movie is as awesome as the trailer looked and they don't fuck it up. I really hope they don't fuck it up. But um, if they do, I mean, it's not like this movie has the greatest track record. So, 
Yeah. So I wouldn't be too upset, I guess. So, yeah, there's hope to this movie kicks fucking ass, like I think it is going to be. Now let's move on to a topic that really irks me. In this whole zombie hideout CT horror fest controversy. Mm. When I came across this on Facebook, on Zombie Hideout's official Facebook page, yep. my first thoughts were, what the fuck? Seriously? Now, to break Zombie Hideout down, they're a store. In fact, I think they've been at Rhode Island Comic Con. Yeah, I bought the um the Zombo figure off of them. They go and vent at Comic Cons and Horror Cons and stuff. But they got a letter from CT Horror Fest saying it would be a conflict of interest to have them there because they do signings in their store. Of course, the owner tried to reach out to them a couple of times with emails going unanswered. This is my take on this. First off, I don't remember ever going to a convention called Zombie Hideout. No, because it's not a convention, it's a store. Yeah, it's a store that sells merchandise. Sure, they have guests come in. It's the same as the Toy Vault. Correct. It's the same as some of these specialized toy stores. They'll have guests from time to time. But what CT Horror Fest has done, and don't get me wrong, I really thought they were a good convention, but this is 100% bullshit. So I, I so I kind of know I don't mean to cut you off, but I kind of know what you got you're gonna go and say, and I agree. I love Connecticut Horror Fest. I think it's a, an amazing convention, and I, every year that I've went, I've had a blast there, an absolute blast. I have a friend that uh, he helps all the behind the scenes stuff. I don't know um, who specifically runs the whole convention. I just know of them. Um, I don't know what their problem is with other people promoting their stuff there. It's it's bizarre to me. To tell Zombie Hideout it'd be a conflict of interest to go because they have guests. It seems a little... Hmm, I don't know. I, it's I don't bullshit. Know. It's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. It's like... They're not a competitor. They're not a convention. You're right. I don't get it. It's it's greed. greed. It's like Hmm. they want to have all the guests to themselves. It's bad enough they screwed themselves over with having to take a date right after TerraCon. Now they're adding to more problems. And this zombie hideout thing is a problem. Because you're telling vendors, oh, if you do signings at your store, you're not welcomed at our convention. That That is what it, um, it seems like, and I don't think it's very fair. No, because they're not a convention. I don't go to Springfield... To the zombie hideout convention. Now, I could understand. I could understand if they were another convention and they were promoting their convention at your convention. Okay. I, I kind of understand that. You don't want that to happen. But that's not what's happening there. He has wrestling guests and you know, single guest, you know, he, he does horror and stuff that go to his store, but it's not a conflict of interest, and I don't understand that. I don't think I will understand that. 
Well, CT Harfest last year let throwbacks bring a guest to the convention. Huh. They brought Killer Kelly from Impact Wrestling to that convention. Right, I remember. So, I don't get that. Seriously. You're telling it's okay to bring them to your convention, but it's not okay for you to have store signings. I really don't get what CT Horror Fest is doing. They're already screwing up their convention. They're slowly getting the guest list in order. Which is not a good idea. So, so for, for, for some of you that don't know and might be a little bit confused by what's going on, let me read you the, um, the email that Zombie Hideout got. So Zombie Hideout, it's a store in Springfield, Massachusetts. They have, they don't do convention style guests like where they have multiple. They do like store signings because they're a comic book store, a comic book store. Okay. Well, he has wrestlers or, um, maybe a horror actor or actress or go in and do a signing for a few hours a day, okay? So here is because Bill from Zombie Hideout wanted to vend there. Here is what they said to him. Hi, Bill. Unfortunately, it is a conflict of interest for us to have you at our show. You book horror guests to appear at your store, which is a radius with our event. In fact, we are looking to book a few guests that we found out you recently had in your store, and we had to not book them. Thanks for understanding. <laughs> they were only wow. there for a couple hours. Wow. They're getting petty. Wow, and then if you just look under the comments, uh, Connecticut Horror Fest is really just getting chewed up. Um, I think Connecticut Horror Fest is great. Again, um, this this does seem childish to me. Um, very unprofessional. So, I mean, it is what it is. And I'll, um, like I said, I, I I like Connecticut Horror Fest, and this this year is for for the New England area such a tricky year for conventions. But I I have to stick with my gut and say this is this is very unprofessional and very childish of them. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just, you can't do that. You're already in a dogfight as it is. Now you want to alienate people from not coming to your convention. They're in a, a dogfight with other big contenders of conventions. Terracon. Um, Silver Screams. Uh, uh, and... You want to make Zombie Hideout a competition? A store? Eh. I don't know. I don't like it. Are they trying to end their convention? Seriously. Because the minute they announced their dates, everything's been going downhill with this convention. And then... Uh... Do you know Joe Souza from Monster Expo? Yes. Well, he wrote, um, he was trying to vend, and they told him the same thing. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. His convention's like at the other end of Massachusetts, towards Taunton. And he just started. Yeah. I've seen Super Mega Fest promote at other conventions well the thing is is listen i this is the thing i don't understand about the connecticut thing i am all for helping other people up especially connecticut that they started off you know they're still kind of mom and popish but they started off very small and they worked themselves up okay so you're not going to give or help smaller people let let them promote their stuff. How's that gonna hurt you? And and for other and for you to look in those comments, if you guys go to Zombie Hideout, look at the comments under that post. There's other conventions that are reaching out to them. Yeah. That does not make Connecticut look good. And 
They're in a dogfight this year. You cannot do this. That's not good business. Yeah. Um, not cool. Unreal. Man. Yeah, not cool. It's just like, they won't even give you group rates. Yeah, if you want to spend t- uh, the weekend there. It's ridiculous. I don't know what they're doing with this convention. And their guest announcements have been lackluster. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because they need a home run announcement, like, now. Uh, I don't know. Because... Let's let's talk about what they've announced. Damian Leone, David Howard Thornton, Kane Hodder, Bill Mosley, and Quinn Lord. Hmm. Um, That's it, to my knowledge. Yeah. And then you got Terracon, who released a fucking amazing lineup so far. And they're not even done. And then, and then you have no idea what Silver Screams is going to do. Now, Terracon recently announced Danielle Harris and Scout Taylor Compton. Yep. That's Along a, with uh, the biggest Nightmare on Elm Street reunion ever. In New England. Yeah, that's going to rally a bunch of people. Is the, and CT Harfest is just sitting there. It looks like the photo op con. Because they are doing photo ops this year. It's like, I don't get it, really. What? I mean, uh, what I don't get is that, for, for me, Hara, the, the the community of Hara, like for us, because, you know, we're that big of fans for this, is I love the fan base. And I also despise the fan base. Um, I, I like when we all reach out and help out each other. And we want to see everybody succeed. If that That's awesome to me. You know, I, I'm so sick of fucking people kicking other people when they're down. Or not wanting to help out the smaller person because you're scared that the smaller person's going to get bigger and hurt you. But that's not the motivation. You help out the smaller people and you hope that they do well. And then eventually one day, if they want, they can pay back the favor. I I don't understand. Like, it, it's getting frustrating. And I know I'm going a bit off topic, but it's getting frustrating just seeing everybody just fuck with people. And it's, it's, just, it's just disgusting. I mean, why can't we just all... We all love the same thing, right? We, we all get enjoyment from this. From, from horror films and it just turns into a fucking a greed thing and well I don't want him at my store because he promotes stuff like who cares what do you think you're the first one that's ever started having a guest announcement at a fucking convention or a store they're a store yeah they're a store they're a store bro um I don't know um we all knew this was going to happen when we had three conventions in three weeks. Who the hell does this? Seriously. You're right. This is greed. And Please. it's really hurting the fans. And now you get vendors now getting hurt. And it's ridiculous. I don't want to be spending my time talking about CT Horror Fest and their problems with vendors. But if they're going to fuck over vendors, I'm going to call them out on it. Yes. Because I've been around vendors since the first Rhode Island Comic Con I went to. 
And some of them are such the nicest people. A couple of them you get to know on a personal basis at the cons. Hell, I even had dinner with one of the vendors at one of the Rockin' Shocks. Yes. Those people are nice people. Correct. And I'm sick of these cons screwing over vendors. And the fact that we have three cons in three weeks, meaning some vendors are going to get screwed over. It's it's really it's un it's unreal. It is unreal. It's just completely unreal. I've never seen this in my years going to conventions. Cons stacking cons against each other. This is gonna be some sort of change in two thousand twenty four, seriously in this area. Because I don't think we can survive another round of three weeks of horror conventions. That, (laughs) And the fact that these promoters need to treat their vendors better. It's ridiculous. I cannot believe that we have to talk about this. But we have to. And I'd rather go off format than sit there and just pretend it didn't happen. Because what CT Horror Fest did to Zombie Hideout is 100% fucking bullshit. Yes. And it's losing my faith in this con. Because they don't know how to get group rates. Because you're doing a two-day convention, too. You want people to stay the whole weekend. I haven't seen any group rates for that. And that's partly why I'm choosing Terracon right now over CT Horrorfest. Is that group rate. Right. I'd rather be in a cheaper hotel than paying three, four hundred dollars for two nights. Mm-hmm. CT Harfest has to get their act together. I've never seen this convention so greedy like they've been the last couple of months. First thinking they can take on the big dogs by booking their convention right after Terracon. Now this. They're going to lose. Correct. They are going to lose. And when we get the announcement that, unfortunately, this was the last year's CT Horror Fest, the reason it'll be is because of their greed. And the fact that they weren't able to adapt to the current climate. Unbelievable. It really is. Anyway, let's let's move on because I can really talk on this for, for Yeah, we're moving on. Why don't we just get to the end of this podcast? Yeah, that that's a that's a good idea. We kind of fucking yeah, we're not even gonna have. Like I said, we went off format. We're going off format. Yeah. Um, all as right, much so. as we like to talk about my bloody Valentine versus Valentine, I think this was a very important to have this long discussion. No, it really was to get really people was. to understand this idiocracy of what conventions treating vendors are. Uh, yeah. Because uh, these are the guys who are paying for your rental. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, anyway, uh, let's wrap it up. Uh, uh, have you seen anything good lately? Yes. First off, we'll talk about Shrinkamarink. I liked it a lot. 
It was so bizarre. So weird. This is like one of those films, if you're like a normal person looking for a normal horror film, forget about it because it's not a normal horror film. It's more like an experimental horror film at best. It's one of those films where you literally probably have to draw your own conclusion to what's happening. Because there's a lot of weird things going on in this film. Especially the ending of this film is so weird. Which I could not even get, but... The way the director shot this film, the way he makes it very creepy, and also the look of the film was just so fitting to the bizarre tone of this film. It really made Shrink and Marink a very good film. It's a film I probably will need to rewatch again to understand the film. I know I've heard a lot of theories on the film. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't see it, but I've been hearing like a lot of stuff about it. It's very weird. It's more like if you like David Lynch's films, you'll like this film. It's just so out there and bizarre. It, it reminds me a little bit of Eraserhead from huh. David Lynch. In its weird tone throughout the film and its dreamlike status. Another film that I checked out, which... I enjoyed it a lot, was on Screenbox called Signal 100. This is a film out of Japan. And this is a very good film. I enjoyed it a lot. It has more of this Battle Royale feel to it which was a 2000 film out of Japan. It's very gory. Yeah. It's about a classroom full of kids who are hypnotized by their teacher. And every time they trigger a signal, they end up killing themselves in a brutal way. And it's like 100 sing signals. And the idea is last person standing leaves. Mm. And the other film I'm going to talk about is a fan film. Yes, I watched a fan film. I'm not a fan of these fan films. Thankfully, this film did not have 10 million people in it. <laughs> But it did have one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. Uncle Lloyd. Oh. I'm talking about the My Bloody Valentine's fan film, Valentine Bluffs. That was surprisingly good. I didn't see it. Where is that? YouTube. Huh. It's very good. Lloyd Coffin's great in it. As the mayor of the town. He is just great. Lloyd being Lloyd. But anyway, it's a very good film. It picks up like 40 years after My Bloody Valentine. Huh, Acting's I'm... very good. The direction's very good. And it looked very professional for a fan film. I didn't even know they had a, um, that was a thing. That's fucking pretty cool. I'll send you the link after the podcast. Yeah, sounds good. Um, yeah. Oh, I definitely want to check it out. What have you been watching? Uh, nothing much, really. I mean, what have I seen lately? I mean, nothing new. I, like I said, I've been really too busy to be, you know, to do anything, really. Um... Yeah, so, I mean, other than, you know, the regular horror films that I 
I always throw in my feel goods. Uh, nothing. I haven't seen anything new, which is um kind of a fucking bummer. Um, but at least we have a lot of good movies that we're looking out, uh, looking forward to seeing this year, and um, I'm gonna catch something soon. Um, I'm probably gonna go because I know I got uh some stuff to do today, and I gotta maybe before I get ready to go to work, I'll watch that um my bloody Valentine fan film you were just speaking about. It's very good. It's very good. Yeah. So I'll probably go say that, and um, I don't know. I'll catch you guys next time, I guess. Don't forget, you can check out this podcast, Two From Hell Movie Podcast, on podcast providers like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube.com slash Film Arcade Media. And don't forget to subscribe to all of them, including Film Arcade Media on YouTube at youtube.com slash Film Arcade Media. As I recently dropped a video highlighting some of the horror collection or movie collection, as I call it, from the VS. 10-year sale that they had at the beginning of January. Mm. I will show off a lot of films I picked up, as I picked up a lot of films that were $10 there. Nice. Plus, I also, like, picked up some other films, maybe a couple non-horror films as well. I'll show those off as well. That video's already up on YouTube. You can also check out my latest episode, episode 92 of Anthony T's Horror and Wrestling Show, where I will be reviewing the 2023 Royal Rumble and whine about WWE using product placement. There you go. So, with that, I want to thank you for listening. And thank you for checking out this fucking podcast. Yeah. Have a good day. Catch us next time. And support indie horror and wrestling, too. This has been a Film Arcade Media Production.